Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's a beautiful day in Cleveland. Yes, those exist. A lot going on in the world. And Stephen, how are you? I am good. I'm good. I am uh, I'm a little tired. Been kind of on the run all week um, and today. Okay. But uh, no, I'm good, man. Um, you know, obviously we got a lot on the plate um, to talk about uh, between this January 6th committee and, and Trump and everything else uh, that's going on there. But um, well, glad, glad to be here in one piece, upright, awake. So. We're glad to have you here in one piece, <laughs> upright in a week. Um, yeah, the January 6th committee, I have not watched any of the public uh, hearings. Um, I, did they even start or did they start Monday? Um, so there was, a, there was a presentation, you know, on ABC uh, Thursday night. Um, and I, I got to be honest, I, I don't know if there was something on Friday or if, uh, which was last night, or if... Uh, if there wasn't, and then how that's going to, I haven't really paid attention to what the format of this is going to be. Um, I just knew that there was something Thursday night that kind of kicked it off. Um, you know, I, I got through most of it, but I, I, I had a long day on Friday, so I went to bed relatively early. And um, I, I, I got to be honest, I think that um, it, so it got better as it went. <laughs> um, I, I think from a, from a strategy standpoint, uh, I think early on, they, as soon as they kind of came out, um, I kind of just dropped my head like, God damn it. Like, I, I knew that they were going to, you, you know, remember when, you know, it was the last season of Game of Thrones and you told me that don't get too excited. Chances are they're going to screw this up. And I'm like, yeah. how could they screw it up? It's been seven great seasons. Like, there's so much source material to make this. Like, there's so many different ways they could do it. They can't screw it up. And then, lo and behold, man. They did. Not only did they screw it up, I mean, they, they, they literally threw a grenade in it. So... I, I had similar feelings, you know, at least uh, more along your lines, um, with this January 6th committee, right? And I felt like I've seen the show before, you know, with the impeachment and everything else, and I feel like they're going to take the wrong tactics, they're going to use the wrong tactics, and they are going to make, they, I knew, my, my concern was that they were going to make this about Trump's culpability out of the get-go, and they weren't going to be able to make the connection now this was just the first night this is the 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 initial presentation the, pre the previews but i mean they you know they came out and i mean it's almost like the first thing they said that basically this is donald trump's fault and that he caused it and blah, blah 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 and look whether you you think that vehemently and you believe it and everything else okay fine but even though this is not a legal trial or a criminal trial right um there's still trial like strategy and again, you, you want to win in the court of public opinion, okay? And you've got a divided jury. Half your jury thinks that everything Trump did was right and perfect and great, and he should have done more. And you've got about, I don't know, 40% of your jury that thinks that everything that Trump did was wrong, and he should have been out of the White House long before this, and everything he did after a certain point was all sinister and illegal, right? And then you've got about 10% of your, of your jury pool or your audience that is somewhere in the middle, right? They're, they're, they're following, but they're not closely engaged, but they need something to sort of reel them in. 
And for me, I don't believe that immediately going to, this is Trump's fault, and he's the one, like, immediately going down that road and basically laying out that you're going to pin it on him. Um, and, and I just don't feel that whatever they have in terms of evidence is going to be strong enough. I think that it's going to be a lot of uh, circumstantial evidence that you'll be able to piece together, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. But I think that there was a better approach to this. And I think that they could have broken this up into segments about what was what they could prove was deliberate, deliberate and conspiratory and seditious. Um, and we'll talk about the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. I sure. think that you, I think you had to break this up into segments, right? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, all right? And so you take it into segments, all right, about what you know as a definite, what the Proud Boys did, what the Oath Keepers did, right? And maybe there's some loose ends of Trump, and you make sure you highlight those, but you don't center everything around it. You center around what you can definitely prove and what these guys did. Then you go to the um, caught-up-in-the-moment people, Right, sure. and you talk about that, and you talk about how, the, and you can see it through the the, the videos. Was well, Allison Babbitt or whatever? Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Okay. Right. I mean, you can go through those people, and you can show what they had in social media, and you can talk to the you know whoever you interviewed and all that sort of stuff, and then you go to the more you know, and and, and how you arrange this all depends on timing, but then you go to the more outlying things or the more uh, uh, um, uh, you know circumstantial things that you can that you can't necessarily you have hard proof of, but you can take. You know, a piece of what you were saying with the Proud Boys and, and a piece of what you were saying about the crowd, and then you put it all together and then you lay, and then, it, but you basically you use a proper trial strategy, and that's not what they're doing. Um, at least, uh, at least, or, or I, I shouldn't say that's not what they're doing, but I just think that they're doing it, they're doing it wrong. They're not, they're not off to a good start. You know, you brought up the Game of Thrones thing when you said literally I take a knee, and now I have to take a knee because you had said a while ago that Trump had jumped the shark, that, that the movement had passed the man. And it clearly has. And Bloomberg did a big article about it. Um, but you're right. Trump Trump is still critical, but he's not... He's not the party he, he, he's anymore. Not anymore, right. Um, I think, I mean, and there's... We've seen... I think January 6th put a lot of cracks in his armor. Um, because... And, and now that is one thing that is coming out of this, right? What we saw on Thursday night... And and what you know some of the stuff that's been leaked. If we've we've seen people in Trump's administration from Ivanka to Jared to Bill Barr to Mark Meadows to to uh, 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 his the his last uh, press secretary Callie McEnany or whatever. Okay. Um, you I know, didn't know who you were going for. So. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name because I mean he went through a number of. But anyway, um, like all these people coming out and saying that. He, you know that they knew that he that he had lost the election, that they knew that Biden had won, that there was right. no evidence. Bill Barr gives probably the most telling. You know, he's the attorney general. He's uh, been the attorney general twice, right? And he's like, look, he literally said, "There's no there there." I haven't seen. I it. think it, this is bullshit. I believe. Right. Like, I mean, he said, right. He said it was bullshit, and he even came out and said that the reason why he left, and we, and I'm going to give us both credit here, when he left December 21st or whenever he left. Um, or 11th, it was directly because he knew that Trump had gone off the rails, that all of this talk about a fraudulent election, a fraud, fraudulent election, a stolen election, right. all that stuff, he knew it was all bullshit. And he knew it was going to end poorly because of the people who were around Trump that refused to put their foot down, the people that refused to rein him in, the people that fed him whatever he wanted to hear, and the fact that Trump himself had no control over his ridiculousness. 
right? Like had just no self-control over continually lying. And, and he's still lying about it right now, today. Yes. Right? Today, right? I mean, so so Bill Barr knew what was going on. Now, he didn't, I don't believe that he knew that January 6th was coming, but I think he knew that there was a shitstorm brewing that it was going to manifest itself in some way where there was going to be people that were going to be needed to be held to account, and that's why he bailed. And we said that back in December when he did it, you know, back in, back in you know, 2020 or whatever it was, um, and now he's come out and said it in his own words, right? It, almost verbatim that he didn't want to be a part of the shitstorm that was coming because Trump couldn't accept the fact that he lost or refused to stop telling the lie that it was fraudulent. Sure. I mean, there's really no doubt about that. And, and I mean, Bill Barr is a guy that neither of us hold in particularly high regard, and that stays true. But the fact that he had the, um, whatever it is, the... I mean, the, if you want to say foresight or... Yeah, or yeah, self-preservation. I mean, right. I, 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 mean self I don't want to give him credit because I don't want to... But it's not about necessarily giving him credit. It's just about, like, look, here's something that we said that this this thing happened. We said this was the reason. And whether it's self-preservation or foresight or whatever, or all of a sudden he had a come-to-Jesus moment that, hey, maybe we should be more honest, which he didn't. It was really self-preservation. But what, whatever it is, he still says the thing out loud that they have been denying since the 2020 election. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and dialing it back to the point of, of Trump having been surpassed by the movement, hmm. um, that's, that's your right. disappointment in the soda water. Yeah, I mean it's it's really flat. It's really flat. I will. Sorry, everyone. I gave Steve bad soda water. My soda stream is down to its last tank. Apparently, uh, you, you know what? But we you, went for Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, but no, you, you, you Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, sorry. You you know that that soda water's got that weird where it's either yes, really no? good or or, or or you're better off with just regular <laughs> cold water. Like when it's stale <laughs> like that, there's it's weird. It's like you're drinking I, it through I, a paper I, filter. I, I, I warned you that I you did. I, all right, I just, um, it caught me off this guard. This soda water moment brought to you by SodaStream. That <laughs> last one isn't always so great. We are not sponsored by SodaStream, although we fucking should be because we both own SodaStream and we both drink use a shit ton, a ton of soda water. Right. I will hook you up uh, shortly, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So, but you're you're back to the point. Trump is no longer. Uh, it's going to sound awkward to say, but when you have a figurehead at the top of a movement, I will call it a cult movement. You can cut the head off the snake, and the snake dies. Mm -hmm. That's gone. You can if Trump were to move to fucking Scotland and say, "I'm going to be the you know starter at my." Golf yeah. course in Scotland now, this bullshit would continue in in stride. Right, and that's I mean, terrifying. Here's, here's, I, I mean, uh, I really think you're at a point where, like, Trump Trump is just Trump has not just, but Trump has become a symbol. Yes, where people are saying his name, like I support Trump, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they even care. Like, honestly, Trump could could die tomorrow. Right, he could absolutely die tomorrow, and I think that there would still be people out there. I support Trump. Trump should be, be in the White House. He should be. He, I'm, vote, I'm voting for Trump. You know, I mean, and and, sure. and and I think much of it is, you know, it's really now not the party of Trump, but I think it's the MAGA party. Yeah. Um, and it's just evolved into a monster that Trump can't control. Like, yeah, he still, he still, like you said, he still has agency. He still has um, influence. Sure. But it's fading. And, and, you know, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mark Meadows, 
um, McCarthy. Uh, or, I'm sorry, I meant McCarthy. McCarthy. I said Meadows, I meant McCarthy. Um, Oddly, Trump backed McCarthy this week and got pushback for it. Right. Because, wait, he wasn't loyal to you there, Donnie. Why are you possibly doing this? And uh, frankly, Kevin McCarthy is... I'm, yeah. I mean, but I mean, all the, all the, all these people, you know, even the Matt Gateses and, 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 uh, Ted Cruz and, uh, Marco Rubio and just all like it's in it and, and not to mention Fox news, right? Like Fox news doesn't necessarily care about Trump. Right. And I think that they even recognize that he's fading. So they cover him a little bit less than a little bit less. You know, there are more people on that network willing to call him crazy, but they still push the same things that the MAGA party and the MAGA movement and administration were pushing. And they just kind of go, they go to whoever has the hot hand at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Let me change gears a bit and ask you like your thoughts on this, because I've been thinking about it a lot based on some personal professional situations I've run into. When someone wears a MAGA hat to me, that sends a message, right? You're, you're making a statement by wearing that hat. And a lot of businesses, including my current client, will not allow that kind of thing. So then people start wearing the whole, I kneel for the fallen and stand for the flag, which companies won't stand up to. But to me, they're essentially one and the same. Am I overreaching? Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, because you're not, you're, you're not wrong, right? You're not. You're not wrong. Am I wrong? No, no, you're no, just no, an no. asshole. No, 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 no. You're not wrong. I, I don't. I don't think. You know. I mean. I think people when they wear a MAGA hat, its full intention is their their whole attention. It's in your face. It's to get attention, right? They they want the attention. They want a very progressive liberal to come up to them and say something profoundly stupid, which is which is very it likely going to happen. Um. You know, assuming that the person wearing the MAGA hat will also return with something insanely stupid. Right. Um, but, I th- and then, you know, when you go to the next level down where it's not a MAGA hat, but it says something out of the MAGA ilk. I mean, the, the issue is, is like, where, how, do we, how do we view, what if someone wears an Antifa shirt? Okay, right. right? Like, so what if they wear an Antifa shirt, right? Antifa's not inherently bad, but... You know, plenty of people, and even I, assign a certain level of 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 negativity to them, to the group as a whole. Um, and it's painting, no, it's, it's painting do, with I a broad, do. it's painting with a broad brush. I understand, and yes, I understand the history of fascism. Yes, I understand that technically America itself was Antifa fighting against fascism when it came to the Nazis and everything else. Completely understand that, but this new. Uh, wave or, or evolution or example of Antifa is different than that, you know. Um, sure. And, and I think that uh, and and I have my issues with them, and we've we've gone over it in the past of you know sort of where they came from and what they are. But to your point, you know, I if if I'm running a corporation and if I'm if if I even went and took the step that you can't wear a MAGA hat, then I would have to say you can't wear an Antifa shirt, right? And I would probably go as far as say you can't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt either. Right, right? and That's the problem right. is, is that I'm going to take heat from everybody on that, right? And and my 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 thing is like I don't really care about your politics, right? And if you don't like mine, right? Which I probably if I ran a corporation, I would not be the corporation that's trying to move the needle one way or the other. Right. I mean, I just I just wouldn't because I think that's I think it's a bad policy. Right. This whole thing. And I mean, I think Ron DeSantis is wrong for what he's doing down in Florida with Disney and what he did with the Tampa Bay Rays and what he's doing with other companies and everything else like retaliating against them. Um, But I also think that that 
of that you know Disney, Disney specifically um, sort of did that. Like I wouldn't have done what Disney did. I wouldn't have made. I would have. Come, I wouldn't have come out and talked about the legislation, right? Because there's, there's too much risk involved, and and you know they're finding out. Like and Disney probably still comes out on top, but what are you going to do? Don't bet against Disney. I, I, they're, no, fucking I, they're fucking. Well, that's what I'm man. saying. I said they're probably still going to come out on top. I, they're probably going to win it or win or it still probably works their way. But it's just like that's as a CEO of a company, you're just like, is that a headache that you really want to deal with? Right. And I, and I don't, and I think that, uh, you know, now part of the problem is that you've got conservative companies, whether it's a Home Depot or Chick-fil-A or Hobby Lobby who, you know, who push their, who push their weight around from in a conser- in the conservative world when it comes to money and donating and trying to influence and everything else. Um, you see the same thing on the left. Um, you know, with the gun control lobby, with, even with, uh, um, you know, uh, pro-choice, uh, uh, like sure. all those things, like, they, they, like it's the same sort of thing. Um, I don't necessarily think that's healthy for our politics or for our, our economy, right, our market. So as a CEO, I wouldn't partake in it. So I would say I don't give a fuck what your political affiliations are. I don't care how liberal they are, how progressive they are, how conservative, how whatever, don't wear it. You know, sure, I agree. I mean, I mean, I, because you don't need. Well, first of all, one thing that is driving me insane, and I'm actually contemplating like publishing something about this, whether it's on our site or something bigger, is that everyone's trying to make the world black and white right now, and it's not a black and white world. Anyone who thinks gun control or abortion or anything are simple issues, you know, one size fits all, it's not. And th- I. Because of a couple of things that have happened with me professionally in the last couple of weeks, I am very frustrated with how much people are trying to dumb down the world. And I've, I've mentioned the, the movie Idiocracy probably a hundred times on the show. And I feel like we're just, I wouldn't say we're creeping closer to it. We're almost there. We're about to start putting Brondo on plants. If you don't get the reference, watch the movie. It's a really funny movie, but it's also profoundly disturbing when you look at the world we're in right now. Because so many people are just black and white. This is evil. This is good. Blah. No, it's not that simple. Um, well, you know, I, it, you're right that people are like. So I think there's a couple things that are happening. You have you have people that are trying to put everything into a very narrow box, right? Um, you know, good and bad, right and wrong, black and white. Um, which I think is a little bit different than the dumbing down, but I think the dumbing down is clearly happening, right? You've got conservatives on the right who literally like who want to get rid of public schools and they want only homeschooling and they don't want kids to go to college because liberal, you know, because colleges are liberal bastions of progressive thought brainwashing, right? Right. And then you've got people on the left who, you know, don't want any sort of achievement scores. Like, get rid of the SAT. Get rid of the LSAT. Get rid of standardized testing. Get rid of teach. Like, what? So, we can't do math anymore because math is racist, right? Like all these sort of things. I haven't heard math is racist. Uh, I mean, there's, there's literally. I mean, you just literally punch into gar- Google. I guarantee you, if I Google math that, is I'd racist, find something. right? I mean, now to the whole math is racist thing. It's you know using things that kids in the inner city may not necessarily be uh, uh, aware of. Right, and then using them in word problems, which you know can can trip them up. But I think, as a you know, just about from an education standpoint, um, as much as you're saying, like I get what you're saying, and you think that that's the right thing to do. The problem is that in a lot of these instances, you're putting a lot of word salad and bullshit around lowering the bar, 
right? You're not raising or elevating the kids. You're lowering the bar to entry, um, which everybody that makes people feel better. But the problem is, is that a lot of, you know, a lot of these top tier universities and a lot of these places where these people, where you want these people to be able to go and get jobs, um, the, the kids can't keep up. Right, like so, by you lowering the bar, like okay, well, we've gotten rid of standardized testing, and we've gotten rid of all these mandates, and we've gotten all, and now school is this open, fun thing that you know embraces this and embraces that. Great. Well, now the standards are still what they are in the professional world, in the corporate world, right? And and these kids can't fucking read and write. And, well, you know, but I think I I agree with what you're saying fundamentally, but I think I think about it more globally, like. We in this country, and maybe maybe in most most of the Western world, maybe not. I don't know, but we're trying to make everyone happy, make everyone feel good. Yeah. The rest of the world trying to compete. Yes. So I mean, you're a competitive athlete. You you're a competitive weightlifter, and I can say, you know what, Steve, I don't think your deadlifting 750 pounds should be treated differently than me deadlifting 315. Well, guess what, bitch? When that one, right. when that weight's on the bar, you listen or you don't. Right. Um. You know, I mean, like, listen, and part, and that's part of my issue right i'm a competitor and so i i think it's i I think competition is important and i think that i I think that we do want to figure out ways to lift kids up right from an educational standpoint or lift our workers up so that they have the ability to compete and the answer isn't lowering the bar right we have to figure out how to get people to excel and not necessarily slow things down and decelerate everything else because listen china don't give a fuck no, they, no, they do not. Right. China doesn't give a fuck. Japan doesn't give a fuck. In Europe, they don't give a fuck. And everyone talks about how great Europe is and we need to follow Europe's model. Like, if you follow your, Europe's model, model on education, right, like, this whole idea of not having con- and everything else, like, goes out the window, right? Yeah. Now, well, now you, they Europe, also, has, Europe has, the, has the, the, the smarts to say, you know what, not everyone should be going through the same thing. Right. You're going to be an auto mechanic. And you know what? Being an auto mechanic is really fucking important. Right. And Or if you're, you know what? Guess what? If you're going to, if you you're going to be a soccer player, a football player, then you're going to go to, you're literally going to go to school to be a football player or a soccer player. Like, we're, yeah, you're going to learn to read and write and do math, but your main focus is actually being, is going to be a soccer player, right? And we have different ways to sort of cultivate that and then get you to, you know, FIFA or whatever. And I don't really follow yeah, soccer. Is, so I don't know. But when you said football, I thought you meant like NFL, well, but you meant, well, cause I said soccer. You did, you did. Right. You they call it football. Said, so I'm trying to give a vote for any, but anyway, <laughs> but they, but, but they, like they, like you said, they separate it out. Not, not everyone's doing the same thing and they, and they start earlier in directing people in directions that they want to go. Um, and I know that their system isn't perfect, but my point is, is that we need to start looking at trying to fix it and not saying, well, the best way to fix it is to just dumb it down. Like, I think we do need to, we need to break it apart and rebuild it, but lowering the bar, lowering standards, um, you know, even if you put all the new social progressive scholarly words around it on why you're doing it, it's still bullshit, you're still lowering the bar. So how do we elevate kids? Um, but that's, but neither side is really talking about elevating, right? And when they, when it comes to education, it's just take away the stuff I don't like. Conservatives right. want to get rid of all the books that they don't like. Right, like just get rid of all the books that talk about racism and and sexuality, uh, and this and that and right. whatever. Let's pretend slavery never happened. Let's right. pretend the trail of tears never happened. And let's just pretend there's no gay people. And let's pretend trans isn't a thing, right? I mean, like so you have all these things, and, and a lot of the things on the conservative side, to progressives and to people, even people on the independent side, feel like all right, that's way too much, way too aggressive, way too ist, you know, whether it's racist or sexist or right. or anti-gay or whatever. Um, and a lot of it is. 
Um, and the stuff on the left, everyone's just like, oh, but this is for the betterment. I'm like, I get what you're trying to do. Your intent is better, but your execution still sucks. <laughs> right? You're right. 100%. I mean, so we still, so, I mean, like, that, and, and, and it's not a both sides thing. It's both sides are fucking up, but they're fucking up in different ways. You, know, you, you and I, and, and, and we call him Whiskey Ben. He's been a guest on the show multiple times. Had an exchange on, on uh, text that was basically like, how fucked are we? Because <laughs> it feels yeah. like we're really fucked right now. It feels like there is no solution. And both parties are just clinging to the system as it is because it benefits them so much. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Madison Cawthorn and some financial bullshit. And we didn't put it on the list because it's everywhere. There's the, the corruption in government and people, you know, so, senators and, and congressmen men and women get so rich by having inside knowledge. Uh, Plenty of them do. Um, But I think that they're like, being a congressman or a senator in the U.S. definitely opens up additional revenue streams for you. Um, And I think there are plenty who, who take a shady route, whether it's, you know, through investing in the market and when to buy and when to sell or based donors on or and, and things like that. And then there's some there's some stuff that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like a lot of people are like, how Joe Biden get so rich just only working in government? Like the dude's written how many books? You know what I mean? He's done how many speeches and appearances, sure. right? Like I mean, that's how he was a lot... the vice president who made appearances. And... Right. I mean, there were, and, and that's and for a lot of these congressmen and senators who make a lot of money. Again, it's book deals and speaking appearances and engagements and shit like that. Um, and it's I don't think that that is is inherently corrupt. I mean, it's just like look if 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 somebody wants to pay Hillary Clinton five hundred thousand dollars to talk for an hour. That's their good or bad investment. I don't actually give a shit. Um, where I do have issue with is, you know, a, a Senator Loeffler knowing that we're about to, you know, we're about to shut the country down going into a pandemic and then all of a sudden throwing a shit ton of money into PPE that she knew that we were going to need and knew the, the companies that we were going to be talking sure. to about that. You know, like th- those are the sort of things where, you know, you're right, where that sort of corruption needs to, it needs to be called out. But the issue is like, you know, calling it out every time feels right, but the problem is people get desensitized to it. Sure. Right? And so, you know, I know you you really wanted to talk about Madison Cawthorn, and that was more about, you know, yeah, it's no, corruption, I mean, but you don't like the guy. I and, don't, and it, I, I do not. And actually, I, said, was, I immediately right. said, let's not, I didn't try to force him, yeah. there was a jab. But, it was, I mean, and the reason, and, and the reason why I gave you is just like, look, what he did. He, no, he's irrelevant to me. I mean, he, he's, well, he's, he's, he, but he's a symbol of the bigger problem. No, 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 I, 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 sure. But he, he's not the guy that I'm going to put up as a symbol. With the, with, the, with the little amount of money that it was and what he did, he didn't disclose it. Okay, he, he invested in Bitcoin and some other bullshit. <laughs> Let's go Trump Kong or whatever. Okay. Um, like, to me, that, that is not that, – he's not even the symbol, right? Like, you've got so many others. Fucking Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, Dianne Feinstein, Loeffler, uh, Purdue um, – you know, I, I mean, like the list goes on of people that that you, if you want to make the symbol of corruption in our government, in the House and Senate, like that's it. This guy is is chump change. I, I no, I agree with that completely. Again, I wasn't trying to force it in there. We said we talked about the Proud Boys. We needed to do that because yeah. they've been charged with uh, seditious. Yeah, I think like six or seven of them, but um, yeah, uh, seditious conspiracy. Um, and 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 look, these are. Very serious charges. And these are the charges where a lot of people, where because we didn't see them early, 
a lot of people were like, oh, see, it wasn't a big deal. It's just some people that got a little rowdy and got a little out of control, and you guys are trying to turn this into a whole, you know, federal case, right? Well, now we're starting to see those, and I think what the DOJ was doing, um, and I think it was right, but I still think they should have moved faster to get to this point, was they wanted to make sure that they didn't have loose ends. They wanted to make sure that people weren't going to be able to wiggle out of these charges or... Um, um, you know, be able to, to, to you know, have, they, they wanted to make sure that people didn't have an out, right? And I, so I think that they went, they really wanted to make sure that they crossed their T's and dotted their, dotted their I's with these uh, uh, seditious um, charges. And so it'll be interesting to see because a lot of these guys are going to talk really big, but we've already seen the people, uh, a number of people who've been charged with this um, plead out almost instantly, you yeah. know? I mean, so it'll be interesting to see, like, because I'm very sure that Enrique Tario, who's like the, the, the lead proud boy, is going to talk really big. But we know that he's been an informant for the FBI in the past. Um, so I had actually forgotten about that. So right. you can get so he's already shown that he's willing to, to, to be rolled. So I'm sure he will be again, because I'm sure that we'll be able to put together a case because his thing is. What, what, and especially with Enrique Tario, was that I, be, I don't believe he was actually physically on the premises on January 6th. I think he was in a hotel room. Um, so if they were able to still, if they still felt strong enough to bring charges for him and he wasn't even there, chances are that they've got more than enough to bury him. And he will, he will talk very big early on and it will be a very quiet, he's taking a deal and he's pleading out and he's willing to say more. You know, just give did it, give it about on, six did weeks. Didn't he get arrested on gun charges like a day or two before? Um, I, think, I think, I don't I know if it did. was a day or two before, but I know it was, it was in Shortly short. Before. Okay. Yeah, short. Okay. Or, and because I, I know he's, I think he's dealing with multiple cases at the same time. Well, you know, that's what you get for trying to overthrow the government, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, all right, before we go on to the next thing, the discrepancies between the left and the right as far as how they view January 6th is infuriating to me because if you can look at that and say oh it was just a protest go fuck yourself yeah I, but i, I mean I, so he, you're, you're that's a little bit of a dead horse because yeah we know oh, that's okay what, well what i'm saying is we know that's what they're doing but at this point especially when you've got people on tape saying that we should think about the 25th amendment and these are people in trump's administration administration that were in his administration, that were on his staff, that are still on TV today, that are still, you know, talking about everything from election fraud to, you know, we need to we, we need to make sure that our elections are safe and uh, everything that the Democrats are doing is wrong. Like all those people, whether it's Callie McEnany or McCarthy or uh, my girl um, MTG, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Sean Hannity or whoever, right? Any of these mouthpieces, Ivanka, Jared. Uh, Bill Barr, all those people, they are flat, like they have evidence of these people coming out and saying that X, Y, and Z was bullshit and that the president had a propensity to be ridiculous and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene did not say that. No, she didn't, but okay, fine. Like you, you get so fo honed in on certain characters, but it's a, the, the broader point is we've, we've when you look at what they're doing, when they, oh, January 6th was no big deal. But then we have 
certain people, like, because there are certain people who are saying January 6th was no big deal and that this whole committee is a fraud, but then they testified in front of that committee and said, yeah, we, we knew that the election wasn't rigged. <laughs> we, we knew there was no fraud, and we tried to tell them. We tried to tell them. Or on January 6th, we were, and, and they have their text messages, right? Like, Trump, stop, but, you know, like, do that, something, that's say something. That's the world today now. There's a record of almost everything Right, like, do. so there's literally a record of these people acknowledging the bullshit that they're peddling. Which is why I can't even focus on them peddling the bullshit, right? Because it's just like if, if if any one of those people were in the room right now, you know what I mean? I would just pull up video of them saying that it wasn't bullshit, that you know they were telling Trump what to do on January sixth and everything else, and then I would say, sit down and shut up and don't say any more words while you're here, McCarthy or Hannity or whoever, right? Or just get out, right? Like I mean, because at that point, like what what can they say, right? I mean. You know, I, I you know I thought about Watergate the other day, and I was thinking about if Watergate happened today, what would it be like? Because truthfully, the whole thing with Watergate really blew up because Richard Nixon recorded a ton of shit, and when he realized I'm going to get caught, so he erased it. So there were you know 18 minutes of like, here I am talking to so and so blank for 18 minutes, and enjoy the pizza or whatever. Yeah, and and that doesn't work today. Because everything is going into space and getting stored somewhere and is recoverable. Not everything, but most things are recoverable. And all the shit's coming out. And the fact that we as a society don't hold people accountable for well, their yeah, bullshit I mean, I drives me insane. The honest, the, to be honest, you know, to your original point, if Watergate happened today, I think Nixon would have got impeached. But I don't think he would have been. I don't. I don't think he would have resigned. And I don't think he would have been uh, removed. Removed. Really? Yeah. If it happened today. <laughs> oh, because no one gives a shit about reality. No, that... I mean, because think about it. Trump was on the phone. We heard Trump on the phone, right? Basically asking Zelensky to pull up bullshit on Biden if he wanted his on weapon... Biden's son. Right <laughs> on Biden's son if he wanted this weapons delivery for uh, to defend themselves against Russia, who is now. You know, attacking their country and right. killing people randomly, yes. We heard the shit on tape. I, if, if, we if, heard, if, that, if that's not like me glossing over that, I apologize because I don't mean that at all. We but. heard Donald Trump telling right. Raffensperger down in Georgia to go find more votes for him, right, so they could overturn the election. Right, like we, we, you know what I mean. Like we, so we, this is the stuff that would have been erased, right. and it wasn't erased. It but, was shown I mean, to like, us, but we, and no one gave a fuck. And no one gave, a, and, and they yeah. still couldn't impeach him. Right, the, right. the Republicans are just like. Yeah, I mean, all of that really sucks, but like, we can't let the Democrats win, um, so we're just going to ride with this guy who we know is a piece of shit. You know, that, that's a solid point. You know, I and, mean, like, and, these people and, are just bold. Like, they, they will literally, like, like, you can show them, you know, like, t Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, right? Like, you can go to Ted Cruz and just like, hey, Ted, remember when you said this about Donald Trump being, you know, a liar and all right. this other stuff? Remember when Donald Trump said all this shit about your wife? Right, and Ted Cruz will just be like, no, oh no, that wasn't me, I didn't say it, and if I did, I didn't mean it, or whatever, it doesn't matter, Trump is great and we gotta elect him again. That is literally what he would say and do. I, I really wish I could argue. <laughs> I genuinely wish I could push back on that and keep a straight face, but I cannot. I mean, so... You, that's a good point. So... Like, yeah, you're, I mean, like... You're, you're kind of agreeing with me in the sense well, that if Watergate happened today, it would be different, but it'd be different because no one gives a shit about well, reality Because Nixon, Nixon would still be president. Like, that's, if it happened today, yeah, it would be different because Nixon would still be president. He wouldn't resign. He would weather the storm. Um, 
like what Nixon resigned because um, there were there were people who were openly willing to acknowledge that they were going to hold him accountable. Yeah, you know, one, and, of, one of them was George H. W. Bush. Yeah, I mean George H. W. Bush, he would later become vice president and president, literally lost his status in the Republican Party because he told Nixon, "You're going to have to resign over this," and Nixon despised people who weren't loyal. Right, and Trump also Trump despises was, people who are loyal. Well, I mean, Trump took a lot of he took a lot of shit out of Nixon's playbook, um, but he's ta- he's taken other shit out of his own playbook. Yes, I wouldn't give him that much credit. But I mean, he 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 did to a degree. I mean, because he used a lot of the same shit that they were using in that administration. Um, you know, like talking about like making America great again, and sure. like some of like a lot of sure. that shit came from. So I believe that he studied an Andrew Jackson or a Richard Nixon because he was genuinely curious about it. Um, but what made Trump different was Trump didn't believe that the Democrats could actually have a way to hold him accountable, right? As long as he had the support, right, of the Republican Party and the senators and the congressmen. And that, and, and especially the Senate, if he knew he had them, and he had ninety nine percent of them, then he knew he was good, right? And he had that plus, you know, Joe Manchin. <laughs> sure. Well, and but and this is kind of to your point as well. In the Nixon era, the Republican Party was willing to stand up against the president. In the current era, they're not well, willing yeah, to stand I mean, up against. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Liz Cheney, um, Kinzinger, and is there another one who are willing to say, this is fucking nuts, we're not going along right. with it? There's like three Republicans who are willing to say, this is wrong. For me to stand up and say, I respect Liz Cheney, is something, if you told me five years ago, I was going to be defending Liz Cheney, I would have told you you were out of your mind. I am, because well, I she's mean, at yeah, least got I mean, a conscience. But I think that goes to the broader point of, you have, you have to, people need to get out of their boxes and they need to get out of their silos. Agreed. You have to get out of this mindset. This person did this thing that I don't like, right? Like, and we're and we're not. These aren't people that you know. They're not doing things to you personally, and you don't know. You don't know ninety percent of the shit that's going on behind the scenes, of why they're making these decisions that you don't like, right? And and listen, we know that the system is messed up, and that there's there, there, there's you know strings being pulled by corporations sure. and all that other stuff, and everybody that's not in that situation is the most noble and humble person that would never do anything wrong and they would make all the right decisions, right? But most of you literally can't get out of your own way in whatever you're doing in your normal life and you know it. So the idea that you think that you would perform better as a congressman or a senator, child please, right? (laughs) So with that being said, you have to get out of this box of Liz Cheney is a Republican and I don't like her because of her dad, because of the things that she did and I'm never going to root for her again. Like I take everybody and just like, look, I don't like you. Um, I don't like this thing that you did. I don't like this thing that you did. But I'm, you always leave the door open because I've been surprised by people, right? Like I've, been, I've, I've just seen it even on a personal level or on a, a professional level or on a political level where you think someone is, is the scum of the earth and then all of a sudden they flip and they do something great and they do, they do multiple good things in a row. And then you come to find out that there was something holding them back or something being held against them or whatever. And eventually they were able to break out of it. Right, I mean, so so now I try to keep an open mind with people, um, unless they just flat out show me that they're sinister, right? Sure. And then, like, because like I believe, like, and people think that I am a big fan of Ron DeSantis, 
right? Who thinks that? I, like I, I was talking to somebody at a, a, a All right. uh, at a bar, but I'm not a fan of Ron DeSantis, but I am willing to acknowledge that I think that he is an intelligent guy who has a dangerous skill set, right? So to add to this, did you know that in December, Ron DeSantis uh, uh, um, uh, basically re um, he basically flipped on a switch and brought back this volunteer militia group in Florida, right? So it's like the National Guard, but it's volunteer, and uh, it's roughly about a thousand people uh, in this program that he got that he restarted, where they report directly and only to him. And he's saying, well, you know, if we have another hurricane, what I'll have is, you know, the National Guard, and then I'll have these other people that are dis- dispersed throughout the country or throughout the state that can be activated, right, who can jump in in an emergency and help, right? And so, but... I, I don't know this, but do they report directly to the governor? Yes, they report... Gee, di- shocking. Right, they, they, they report directly to Ron DeSantis. And what he wants to do from a training standpoint, now, if you're telling me that this group is going to be helping in emergency situations with hurricane support and all that sort of stuff, then it seems to th- to me, I would think that you would be training them on how to deal with those situations, but he wants them to be activated, um, and he wants them trained on weapons and uh, not, not search and rescue, right? Not, like so, in infantry tactics and things like that. So I don't know what he's doing, you, you know. And maybe, and maybe, maybe that's just you know, let's just take him through a military basic training and give him that sort of skill set, just like you would with the National Guard or what have you. Um, and then we'll worry about training them on hurricane stuff or whatever. But all I know is that it's it's. June, and hurricane season starts at the end of July, early August. Sure. So I don't know if I would like given if you you know when you want this group activated, I don't know. So that's just another thing. Ta- to keep- about, you know, Ron DeSantis is a funny thing because I've been meaning to talk to you about this on the show. We've talked about it off the show, but you have had your. We so you, you did talk about it last show. Are you? Okay. Yeah, I was kind of. I know. There's that. Sorry mm-hmm. about that, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you've you've pointed out how dangerous he is. That's right, because I said to you that I looked up what you had yeah. said. I'm like, yep, hundred percent right. Yeah. And his his doing the I'm Trump 2.0 is not real. It's just he's recognizing the uh, he's recognizing landscape, the opportunity, the landscape. Right? Yep. I mean, and that's why again, that's why he's dangerous. I, yeah, exactly. That's why I think he is dangerous. He like the only way that he could turn over a leaf for me is if he were to. I, I don't know. He would have to completely do a 180. Right. Right. Like we're, which like, by the way, will not happen. Right. You know I that. mean, like in, and so with like a Liz Cheney, right. Like one, there's the name, right. Like it's just like, sure. Oh, well you're, you're, you know, you're Cheney's daughter. Okay. Sure. So that's a strike against her. Then she's a Republican. Right. And you're, you know, like you're not a Republican. You're, I'm you know, a Democrat. So, okay. So you have that strike against her. And then, you know, like a lot of the stuff where, okay, she maybe maybe she voted to go to Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever, or um, she's conservative and, and she's, you know, pro-life or whatever. Sure. Like you're, you don't like her for those sort of things. I mean, I, like, I guess, let me, why don't you tell me specifically why you, what, what like, I don't like about her? Yeah. I don't like about, what I don't like about that whole era of Republicans is, the bullshit about fiscal conservatism, which they only care about when they're not in power. Um, I, 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 again, I call myself pro-life because I personally am, but I, 
have a real problem with people who can't see the gray in that whole okay. discussion. So going back to Liz Cheney. Yeah. Specific beef with Liz Cheney. Oh, I don't have, no, I don't have a specific beef with Liz Cheney. I give her credit for having the guts okay. to stand so, up against her But So what you said earlier was, if you would have asked me five years ago if I could ever see myself giving okay. her credit... Right, it's just like yeah, it's like right. hell no, you're, no you're, way, okay. right? That's you know right. what I'm saying? And it's just sure, like sure. So she she didn't do anything super specific. It's just that she's no, in no. this what group. She, yeah, what she represented. Right, would, and so, I would typically be against. So that is the thing that I think is killing us, right? That Go mindset ahead. is I think is 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 dangerous. And and here's why: because there are people on the other side who are staunch conservatives who, under no circumstance, would ever give a Democrat any sort of Sure. Any sort of credit sure. or, le- or leeway or space or would acknowledge that, hey, what they did in this instance was good, right? And because of that mindset on either side, right, and the inability to use objective, practical reason, logic okay. and reason. Am right, I not doing that right now by saying Liz you, Cheney? You, you, yes, to a, deg- to a degree, but I think we have to get to a point where we don't, where, like, you shouldn't have to emphasize Look, I think she's a garbage human, but in this particular instance, she's doing okay, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I think that at some point, like, you, you, like, and it's not what anyone is going to want to hear because every, like, you have this, we have this thing where we, we, we have, we really want accountability, but there is no evidence of it whatsoever, right? We say it, we scream it from the rooftops, especially people on the left, but then, like, no one is ever held accountable. <laughs> I, I, I think I hear where you're coming from. I would argue back and say. I have my... Was that? I said, of course you would. I will. Well, I will, because that was something of a challenge to me. No, it wasn't. Okay, it felt like it was, but it's fine. Uh, But But that's the thing. It really wasn't. I'm just saying, hey, for the better of mankind, we should do this thing. Fuck you. I have my stance, and this is my platform, and how dare you? And I'm not doing that. That's... So go ahead. Tell me. My point is, if someone does the right thing, regardless of the letter next to their name, I'll say that's the right thing. And when Democrats fuck things up, I'll call it up, call them out for fucking things up. Okay, that's but that's not that's not the I'm not saying that you won't do it, but it's the it's the, the starting point. It's yeah, it's not necessarily the starting point, but it's the hey, friendly reminder: this person's the enemy. But in this particular instance, okay, right? Like, and I, and I, I think it's point. it's the. We've like once you go into this group of Republican, you're an enemy, and you have to do this. Like you know, the fact that you know, what I mean, because she, you couldn't point to a thing that she did. Her I don't particular know a fucking thing, Liz Cheney's done. She's a fucking congresswoman from Wyoming, right? So, but so, that's kind so, of my so, point. But but she would, so she would have voted for shit that I would not have agreed. You with. You don't even point. know that though. I you don't I, know I, anything about her voting record. You don't. I don't. You I don't, don't specifically. You, you don't know specific only, things about. I, I, I so my know, point is. Right, if you're like my thing, if I don't like you, like I'm gonna be able to point to specific things right. that you've done. Like if I got a senator that I don't like, then I'm like you voted this way and you fucked me, right? Like you you voted against the low okay. income housing tax credit, you motherfucker, and that's how I make my bread and butter, right? Like so, I, I mean, like so, but and I think so. If we're if if it's just like you're saying, like you literally didn't like this woman for all these years because just because she was a Republican and you don't know dick about her other than her name. Like I, that, I said that badly then because you're right. I I did not give Liz Cheney a second thought until she stood out from the pack. Right. And so I guess I don't like the pack. That's fine. I, no, I, no I, that's a different conversation. To say like you don't like the like okay, that's fine. But I still think, you know, like you you have 
with this, I, five years ago, I did not know whether Liz Cheney was the lesbian daughter of Dick Cheney or the non-lesbian daughter of Dick Cheney. I didn't know that name. I forgot about that. Yeah. The only reason I know was who she is... Was lesbian or was she trans? I don't know Doesn't or matter. Care. Not right. really. Um, but my point is, I, I, if Liz Cheney walked past me on the street... Well, frankly, today I still wouldn't recognize her. I don't know what she looks like. I but, think, and, and I, the only reason, at first I'm just like, how? But I did watch this thing where I just stared at her face for 20 <laughs> minutes out of two hours or whatever. So she, she's kind of ingrained in, into my head. <laughs> okay. But I just, your greater point, I get. That yes, I, what, I, what I said, I said badly. Because what I said was, I would have said this about Liz Cheney. No, I didn't know shit about Liz Cheney. But she's now standing out from the pack. Right. And I respect people who have the guts. I mean, John Kennedy Ghost wrote a book called Profiles and Courage, which I read as a kid because my dad made me. But it, it was about people who literally put their political careers on the line because they were doing what they thought was right. And right. Liz Cheney is doing that now. Adam Kinsey right. was doing that now. And if I was sitting across a, a, a table having coffee with either of them and said, let's talk about this issue, we would agree on essentially nothing. But you don't know that, though. You actually you know, don't. True. And, and, and that's one of the problems, right? People right. Don't have and that's, legit and so now we're coming back to my point, right? Like, you're, you're, because she's a Republican in Wyoming or whatever, like, and you know her name because of who her dad was, like, you just lumped all this shit on her. You have no idea who she is, what she is, what she stands for, what she's voted for. Now, we can make assumptions. We sure. guess. <laughs> right? And probably guess pretty and accurately. Probably, and guess pretty, probably, pretty accurately if you give us a host of issues. But we don't know. And I think that's the broad, and it's not an it's not an attack on you. It's literally the issue with our system, right? We don't know these people. You're 100 percent right. We don't know anything and about how them. How many people do you know who you will have a conversation with one on one, and you know your politics are completely different, but you're sitting face to face with them, and you're like, we're not that far apart, right? But then you talk to them on, or you you see them on a Facebook, right? You display, see them on social media, social media, and it's it's bit by bit, whatever by whatever. But even it's, before social media, it was you could talk to a person one on one. And you see eye to eye, but then, you know, everybody's at the bar and then they've got their people who agree with them. You've got your people who agree with you. And now all of a sudden you lose that ability to connect, right? Like sure. the, 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 whether it's the peer pressure or the group or that pack sort of mentality or whatever. Right. And then what social media does, social, social media allows you to take that whole uh, pack mentality and experience and just take it on the go. Yep. Everywhere, you yeah. don't have to wait for the friends, the Avengers to assemble. You can just <laughs> do it on Facebook or do it on Twitter. Marvel. Yeah. Gotta, Always gotta read the Marvel stuff. Um, I've been reading. I've been reading comic books since I was, you know, seven or eight years old. So yes, fair, fair. And I've got. And, and actually, I use a lot of shit from comic books to guide my decision making process. And I think it, it's helped out a lot. In some I, cases, I, I, not I, so much. I watched Infinity Wars a bit of it the other day, and I'm like, that's a fucking fun movie. <sighs> yeah. When 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 Doctor Strange is doing the whole thing, Tony Stark is like, "Is that normal?" Yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, T'Challa kicking ass. And anyway. Um, all right, I want to jump topics a little bit, though, because yeah. I really want to talk about the threats against Brett Kavanaugh, because that really, really concerns me. And yes, it's the lefties doing it. But when people, I mean, someone got arrested for making threats against Brett Kavanaugh, conservative Supreme Court justice, and was near his house with a firearm. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, there's so many things wrong with that, obviously. But this is this is how scary our political environment has gotten, because... Threatening a Supreme Court justice is it's someone who does not have the protections of a president, right? I mean, right. the Secret Service is fucking badass. I mean, they're they're really, really, really loaded for for bear. I mean, they 
if you see what they have at their capabilities, their ability to shut shit down, clean things out, it's it's pretty it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 and, and a lot of people don't even been, know what the Secret Service like their main thing is though. What the counter uh, um, currency man? Currency, yeah. Was, was, was yeah. It, uh, what's the counterfeit? Counterfeit money, yes. Um, I'm trying, yeah, counterfeiting. But but they, I mean, the weaponry they have and yeah. the way they clear things out, they are not fucking around. And when you think about it, they shouldn't be because four presidents of the United States have been murdered in office. Right. I mean, that's that's. And we've not, only had what, 46, 46, 46, 46. Yeah. So one, not quite one in one in eleven, have been killed in office. Think about that. Ooh, we think about if you were quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right. probably been less than forty six of them. Right. And if. Ben Roethlisberger and Terry Bradshaw were murdered, and let's throw in Mark uh, Malone just because it'll make you feel better. Oh, but <laughs> I had a, my my college roommate's girlfriend would scream when Mark Malone popped. He was so bad. He was bad. Exactly. It was what did Mark Malone and Larry Bird have, have in common? They both throw a great bounce pass. Boom, <laughs> ESPN joke. Um, but but seriously, I mean, one in eleven presidents of the United States have been murdered in office, yep. and none of them since John Kennedy, because the Secret Service said we're not fucking around anymore. Well, Reagan was close. Well, you know what? Two others were, sh- three others were shot. I think. I think. Yep. Oh God, I forgot about Reagan and shot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think fucking- just got out of jail. He did. No, it was a couple years ago now. Nope, I know for a fact he just got like like full release. No halfway okay. house. No nothing. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, he got halfway house. You're well, kidding. I don't think he. I, I, I'm just saying that as a like, dude a, shot a, the president. Right. I'm like, we're just like, he seems like he's pretty normal now. So, you know, because he went in under. The, now, he was pretty nuts. Um, That's a fair statement. You know, do you remember but, why he shot? Uh, it had something to do with Jodie Foster. It did. Uh, he was infatuated with Jodie Foster's character in the movie and the Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver. Right. She right. played like a 12 year old prostitute. Robert De Niro. Sorry. And yeah, and so he wanted to impress Jodie Foster, so right. he shot, so he Ronald, shot Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Right. Okay. And he shot Ronald Reagan with a bullet that was designed to fragment, that failed to fragment, and the only reason Ronald Reagan didn't die, which yeah. I'm not encouraging, I almost had a fist fight in a bar. It was literally fine until, like, I had no thoughts of you one way or the other with Ronald Reagan until you said that weird statement caveat at the end. Just I'm so you know. I'm not encouraging Okay. I'm just so saying. That I, I know, sounds I, the, bad. Okay, it may have. I was at the varsity club in Columbus, and I said the only reason Reagan didn't die was the bullet malfunctioned. And a guy said, you were hoping he died. I'm like, that's not what I said. I'm just saying he bought this fragmenting bullet, and it didn't fragment, and yes. therefore Ronald Reagan didn't die. But yeah, presidents got shot 10% of the time. Ten percent of the time. Would you take a job? I wish, a I wish I could. I wish I could make that into a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, presidents get shot. Um, <laughs> but just, Am I wrong? You're not. You're and not and I would use. I don't know. Awesome. I'm not sure how or when I would use it, but I would use it often. <laughs> uh, presidents get shot. Presidents get shot, bitch. Um, I'm so glad you don't have the ability to do that. To splice that. Right. In. You when we first started doing our show, you said you wanted to have a soundboard, and I, I said do. absolutely not. I do. And this is why. This oh is my why. God. Because you would be splicing in prisons. Right. I would have to like I would be at we would be at a point by now where I, I'd have to take stuff off from the early days to fill it in with new stuff because I would want to use it all the time. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, man. But and so he, so let's let's skip down. Uh, we're going to skip Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's still an idiot and a psycho. Yet, and she'll say something stupid um, next week. We'll, we'll talk about, about this thing with Louisiana. Uh, yeah, maybe next week. Um, okay. You so, want to put that off? Yeah, let's put we'll it off. Yeah, teaser. it's 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 very interesting. Uh, if you look at the Justice Department in Louisiana, you can kind of get a beat on what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, and I think we actually did talk about Michael Avenatti and Stormy Daniels last week, right? 
Did we? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I was, I, I was. I feel um, bad about that. But either way, I, 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 but either way, Avenatti's still going to jail, which is hilarious. But he's he's also he's also got like two other cases going on. Well, he's like I don't even think I like I mean because I think he's still dealing with the thing with Nike. Um, he's or oh, he's maybe, in jail for that. Oh no, he's in jail for that. So he's got but the this, Stormy Daniels thing. The Stormy is, Daniels thing. He got another four years for that. I think he's got one more other. I think he's got another case of defrauding other people of money. So uh, he like, like, dude is a first rate scumbag. Yeah, a skunk of the first order, as Doc Holliday would say in the movie. Right. Writer. I do want. I do want to talk to Sean Watson. Go ahead. Um, so to Sean Watson, you know, former quarterback of the Houston Texas, uh, traded to the Browns in a blockbuster deal. They get $230 million, guaranteed, all of it. Um, uh, they set his contract up for a million dollars this year, and then obviously they'll have a giant payment next year. Um, and I think they did that because if he got suspended, then he wouldn't lose that much money. And, okay, great. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, like, really good football player, really good quarterback, you know, national champion out of Clemson, was squeaky clean coming out of college. Um, but come to find out that Mr. Watson had uh, has some has some has some dirty laundry, and that is his pension for getting happy endings with his massages, um, and it going from just massages and to you know sexual uh, assault, uh, harassment, sexual assault. Like, um, and initially, like my my opinion on this has evolved. Um, I thought the timing of it was questionable. I thought that the you know Houston Texans were trying to drum something up against them. And that hasn't actually changed because we actually got new info that the Houston Texans were helping to facilitate what Deshaun Watson was doing, which, by the way, in an 18-month span, Deshaun Watson had 66 different massage therapists. Okay? In 18 months, Deshaun Watson had 66. That's 11 times 6. I'm aware. No one knew. <laughs> that, that was a Team America reference. It's 9 11, 11 times, times 4,022. 9 11 times 1,000. That's 91,910. 91, but anyway, so. I don't even know what that is. No okay, one Okay, okay, listen. I can't so, uh, so, but 66 massage therapists in 18 months is absurd, right? Like, I mean, like, that, that's. Uh, I, well, let, me throw, let me throw that back at you. My first thought was. Who does that? And the answer is, if every time you do what you do, they're running and hiding, yes. then you got to bring the next one in. Maybe. Or I, I think, so I, this is, this, this, so my, my initial thought was Deshaun Watson had a fetish for, you know, going in and massage and it going from just a normal massage into a sexual situation. Sure. Um, it, it's, Which is not that weird. It's, 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 a, like. it's a genre of porn. Like you go on any of these hub sites, and I guarantee you, you type in massage, you will get hours and hours and hours of video, right? I think uh, Deshaun Watson had has that kink fetish, whatever you want to call it, sure. fantasy, and I think he probably worked his way up to a certain point, and maybe the first girl was cool with it, um, or maybe she said, "All right, we'll do it this one time." Um, and then I think part of it was part of the reason why, like you're saying, like the girls, you know, ran away. I think part of his thing was doing One it new with girl. someone new girl with that. He didn't know having it be right. a stranger. Right. Because if, it, if he, if he didn't care about that, then he could just do it with his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. And just like, Hey, let's do the, let's is he do, married? I don't even know. I think he's got a girlfriend. Okay. Um, but I don't care by the way. No, I, I, I don't either. So, but, 
I think that's why you don't do it with a girlfriend or someone that you know and you just kind of repeat it or you, you, you go out and you get like a, a mistress or so, something where you, you play this fantasy out. I think part of it was having it being someone new, having it, you know, the, the sort of risk of this person, what if they act, sure. you know, adversely or whatever, um, you know, kind of getting into the psychology of sexual fantasies, but um, which I think is why that number is so big. Um, but I think it's sort of a combination of what you said, but I think it's more because of what his fantasy was. Um, so we've got these 60, 66 different massage therapists in 18 months, another 66, 24 are suing, right? The right. stories are, are similar, right? With varying degrees of, of aggression, I guess we could call them. Um, and you know, some stories that are, they, they seem relatively cut and dry that it was, it was sexual assault. Others are different. Um, now he wasn't indicted by a grand jury. Uh, on a couple of different instances, that's not necessarily a determinant of, of innocence, but that the case wasn't strong enough to bring it against him. Um, and I think with my evolution of this, I think that he, he again, I think it started off as a fantasy, um, which is already towing the line once you're bringing someone into your sexual fantasy without their consent. Um, so you're, you're already running up against the line and probably stepping over it and then he just went all the way over it um, and with some of these things where he was you know masturbating in front of the massage therapist or you know you know asking for you know blow jobs or hand jobs or sex or whatever and, and you know maybe using his status to get it um, like all those things I have an issue with and I think that you know what the NFL should do the NFL should probably go ahead and just suspend his ass for two years wow that's probably what they that's, should do. That's, all right. And yes, make an example out of them. And yes, there been, what about the other guys in the past? This is the new NFL. There's a new collective bargaining agreement. There's a new way that these punishments are doled out. There's, a, you know, there's an objective third party that ultimately ends up having to, that can be appealed by Roger Goodell. But nonetheless, I think with the way they've handled some of these situations in the past, whether, it's, whether it was with a Ray Rice. And yeah, Ray Rice never played again, but the league technically only suspended him for two years. Right. Two, I didn't know. I didn't remember or, or, I'm sorry. Two, two games. games. Two okay. games. I said two years. I meant two games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but and, and we, we saw, we saw him, him knock that woman out. Right. Wife. I mean, she, she, he deboed her. Yeah. And so, you know, they only suspended him for two games. You got uh, Hardy, Greg Hardy, who, you know, beat that oh girl God, up that and threw cool. her on yep, a bed yep. of guns and raped her and everything else. And that guy was back in the league and playing. Right. Like, so you've got all these instances where they just completely dropped the ball on, on, Men behaving very badly. And I think that with the new collective bargaining agreement, with the new setup, I think you absolutely hold it. You, 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 you make an example out of him. And you, you hang his ass and you say, look, you know, like we've got all, I don't care what the criminal courts say. I don't care that they didn't indict you. I don't care how your case comes out. All I know is that you put yourself in such a bad situation. You could have gone to Vegas where it's fucking legal. The amount that they pay you in Houston, the amount that they were paying you, even before this contract, you could have flown to Singapore, Thailand, anywhere where, where it was fucking legal. You could have gone anywhere in the world. But you did it in Houston, Texas, of all places, deciding to live out your sexual fantasies in one of the most conservative states in the goddamn union. And then you're going to embarrass two teams and the league. Mr. Watson, sit down for two years. Did I don't care that you already sat out for a year. Did you hear his lawyer... Rusty Harden. Okay. Did you hear his defense? It was yeah. basically like, I'm, I'm, I knew the answer. We didn't talk about it. I knew the answer before I asked it. Basically saying, what he did, what he was accused of, isn't illegal. It's like, 
Okay, that's I, I, I forget what first of all, yes it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean I, I heard I forget which news or which sports radio show I was listening to. It was just a YouTube clip. And this guy literally said, like, your lawyer is the guy who tells you to shut up and then says the right thing for you. Right. This guy said the wrong thing for you. Right. <laughs> it was just, you know, I mean, it, because, was, it was hideous. And part of the problem is, I think that people are using, like, and this is where there's some, some sexism and misogyny coming in, right? Like, oh, well, these women are just doing this for money. These women are, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're being sure. manipulated by the Houston Texans organization. All this other stuff. Is there some of that? Maybe. But I think some of these stories sound and feel legit. Now, I do have one issue with one of the massage therapist's story. She said that essentially fast-forwarding to a point where the massage got to a point where Deshaun Jackson is completely naked, he's not covered, and he's masturbating. And then when he ejaculates, it, you know, it gets on her and her chest. And at first I was just like, damn it, Deshaun. <laughs> and then I'm like, hold up, hold up. Why are you close enough? That that can happen. All right. First of all, the guy's got a great arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. But, but I mean, like, think about it. like I, I mean, because like well, that's that. All right. I, I don't know how far we're gonna go down this road. Well, I'm just saying like I, now. Look, maybe the room's really small, you know, and there was nowhere to go. But it just seems like maybe go towards his feet. Right, like I mean, like if, if how to avoid Deshaun Watson's load? Is right, like I mean, if he's at a point where he's he's jerking it, like you look and you're like, okay, stop. What are you doing? If he keeps going, take a step back, take this, take a step away. All right, I'm out of here or whatever. I'm gonna call security or, or in probably you know, it was, if it's happening at a hotel. Okay, but fine. But a lot of this is happening in a situation where you could have got out of the out of the wet zone, out of the splash zone, I, 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 out of the bullseye. <laughs> Like, whatever we want to call it. All right. So, uh, I have some issues with that story, right? Okay, okay. But, I mean, but to the broader point, point. I just, uh, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe it just caught her by surprise. I don't know. But it just uh, there's something bizarre about that story. But I think some of these other stories feel real. They sound real. I believe most of these women. Um, and so, I just, I, I think because of that, if I'm the NFL, I don't need to wait for his cases to settle. Right. I all I can say is I'm punishing you for your bad decision making. The fact that you put yourself in a position to even be sued or charged. So that's why you're getting suspended for two years, right? Because again, the NFL, the whole thing, protect the shield, right? Protect the I mean, shield. Clearly they do that. So protect the shield. Sit his ass down for two years. If you do that, you're essentially <laughs> Wow. And if I be... like I would do it and I would say there's a new era. If you, if you do something stupid, we will punish you. There's no waiting for the court case. I don't care about the criminal case, right? Like, you can't, you're, you're not going to be able to use it against me. We, I don't care, and I've got more money than God at my back, right? Like, so whatever you're bitching and complaining about, all that shit is out the window. All this easy does it, you're only getting two games, you're only getting a few games, you spend it for six, and then you only get four, Ben Roethlisberger, all that's out the window. You fuck with women, you're going to sit down for an extended period of time. Eight, half a season, whole season, multiple seasons, period. I mean... And you say it. Fundamentally, I don't disagree because sending the message that this shit's got to stop is the right message. And there's 20, no, but, 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 got but, but, 24 people suing them. Well, that with, with new people whole, coming out... That's a whole different discussion, though, With right? new people coming out... Of, no, it's not because... He's like, we got his lawyer saying, 
We got, we literally got his lawyer said, all right, well, yeah, I mean, he, he you know, he got the massages and then those things. It's okay. Right. It's not I mean, illegal. He's literally got a lawyer saying he got massages and asked for happy endings in the end. So if I'm in the NFL, I'm just like, motherfucker, what are you doing? You want happy ending massages. You take your ass to the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas. You don't do it at fucking Stacy's Massage Parlor, right, in Houston. I don't care even if she's advertising for it because you might get busted like Robert Kraft. Again, that's a different discussion too because it's funny that an owner in the NFL got caught in a sting about this exact same thing. The but it's harder is, to punish the, the owner, well, though. Well, and, and it's harder to punish the owner, and it's really hard to say the owner was. <laughs> Robert Kraft didn't force anyone to do anything. He's a seventy-six-year-old man. He just offered a lot of cash. He just offered a lot of cash. But I mean, it, but, and, and but we, what we, I mean is, it's harder to par- punish the owner. Right. Not what, because, do you, what do you do? Suspend him? Okay, right. Like, all right. So he can't I'll watch the game from my from my yacht. My yacht. Exactly. Right? I'll watch it from a helicopter above the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like I I'll watch it <laughs> no, in my private that? jet flying and somewhere also, else. And this is so that like the idea of a punishment. Like this it, is a lot cynical, but that doesn't affect point spreads. An owner not being allowed to watch a game doesn't affect point spreads. A quarterback Fair. not being allowed to play a game does. It impact of what happens on the field matters way more to the NFL than. But a I think the NFL has got to be able to say, "Look, you're you're a multi-billion-dollar juggernaut." Yeah. You know, eleven, twelve, fourteen billion dollars. So you know, as much as you need gambling, like also, who gives a fuck? Okay, so Deshaun Watson's not playing. That means people are going to best let bet less on the Browns and more sure. on somebody else. Sure. They're not going to oh, bet yeah, less. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it may affect point spreads, but it ain't going to affect the money going into the out the, the well, people betting on those point it's, spreads. It's not agreed. It's not going to cha- change Vegas's total income. It's not right. going to change attendance at games. And we've talked about this. Uh, you know, we're way over. But um, you know, Colin Kaepernick is suddenly getting. Um, you know, try out with the Raiders, and that's great. And I was watching one of the ESPN morning shows, and they said they fucked this up five years ago when they blackballed the guy from the league. I think it was Ryan Clark who said it. Yeah, like, they fucked this up five years ago. There's no fixing it. No. And with Deshaun Watson, there's no fixing this. I mean, if they suspend him for two years, fine. He's essentially done. Cleveland has fucked up as badly as you could possibly fuck up if that happens. But NFL is gonna. Power on, and yeah. you brought up Roethlisberger, and and I didn't want to, but I was thinking about it. Um, you know, but been... I, br- I brought him up intentionally because I like listen. Sure. I think that's I, that's what the league should have done then, and maybe you don't have the situation with Deshaun Watson because ultimately, what I want is for people to be safe, and with people like Deshaun Watson having free reign to do something like this, like all right, this turned out where there were some women who were made to feel very uncomfortable and put in situations that they shouldn't have had to be in. Okay, but it didn't end with him like physically hurting or abusing them or fucking killing them. But this type of behavior can definitely evolve into that. We know that. That's sure. not and we know that these sort of things can evolve into something much worse. So, if you put it in these guys' heads that if they get caught doing shit like this, then they can lose their career over it, then behaviors change. But if they don't think that they can lose their career, if they think that they can just get, oh, I'm just going to get six games, we'll negotiate it down to four. And by the way, I'm still making $230 million in the next yeah. seven years, so, six years. you know, um, then it's hard to change behavior. True. Right? But this sort of punishment, right? And just like, you can appeal all you want. I'm just telling you that your appeal is going to go nowhere. You're going to be suspended for this amount of time. Right? Even if you don't, even if you at least, at least you got to act my personal opinion. I don't care. I don't care that he's for the Browns. 
right? Like, I can make an argument why him being in the Browns doesn't still has the Browns as the the the, the, the <laughs> fourth best team, the in the fourth division. best team in the division. Yep, um, I agree. Like, so I, I don't care from a football perspective, but I do care about a people from a people perspective, um, and for the health of the league. I think that this he needs to sit a whole nother ass year at least, right? He needs to sit out the 2022 season suspended, not paid, period, at least. I would love to go on and on about this because I think this is yeah, another I mean, further example of how the Browns fucked things up because they gave up so much to get a guy who was facing this mess. And, they, and now they're dealing with it. And, I mean, we both live in Cleveland, but neither of us are Cleveland Browns fans. But we hear people say they Brownsed it up on a regular basis, and this is the most Brownsy thing ever. You gave up a shit ton to get a guy that brought this mess onto your front porch, and that was a terrible decision. Can we wrap it up on that? Yep, let's do it. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We're done.